now we go live to the Eastern Mediterranean and uh, a really interesting uh, geologic expedition that uh, a professor from Western Washington University is taking part in. She's uh, Susan DeBerry. She's a PhD at Western and a geology professor, I take it, Susan? That's right. Yes. And so uh, for more than a month now, you've been part of this expedition that you're, you're exploring ancient volcanoes there underwater, I guess, un- doing underwater drilling uh, in this region that was affected by these volcanoes eons ago, huh? Or is that the right, right. term? <laughs> so, yeah, so what we're actually doing is when volcanoes erupt, they um, the, the magma or the, the molten rock explodes and then deposits are... Um, go through the air and then um, settle through the water column and then are deposited on the seafloor. So then those deposits build up over time. And what we're doing is we are drilling through those deposits to get a record of volcanism over the past. Well, in fact, we're, we're drilling deep enough to get a record of volcanism over the past um, 5 million years or so. Um, but what um, it's sort of most relevant probably to people in the area and to the, your listeners is um, the recent history, which to a geologist, the recent history is over the last 3,600 years. So there was an eruption uh, 3,600 years ago um, that uh, in this area, while the Minoan civilization, the ancient Greek civilization was um in their prime, and then this eruption was thought to have uh, caused the demise of the Minoan civilization. So the work that you're doing could um, show whether or not that occurred, whether that volcanic eruption actually wiped out this uh, civilization. Yes. So, um, yeah, and so we are... um, so they're the last two major eruptions that we can see the deposits from are from uh, an eruption 16, in 1650 from um, a volcano called Colombo. And then um, underneath that, we see the remnants of this uh, eruption, um, the Minoan eruption 3,600 years ago. And then there's success, as I was saying, there's successive layers back down um, millions of years. How can you tell uh, through these cores that you're drilling uh, which uh, the difference between are the different eruptions, I guess? Right. Okay. So that's a great question. So um, we have several ways to do that. So there's a lot of people on board who have different tasks. And um, one of them, maybe the, probably the easiest to understand is one of the groups. So, so I'm a core describer. So I describe all of the core that we pull up from the seafloor. And so far we've had almost two kilometers worth of core. Um, but then there are paleontologists on board who are able to look at the microfossils that are in all of the layers. And we know by the way these um, microfossils are shaped and how their shapes change over time, we can tell the age of the material that we're looking at. It's really uh, incredible. So we'll have a, um, a core come up and our, our biostratigraphers will look at the tiny little microscopic critters and they'll say, okay, we know, uh, we know how old that is. Um, 
And then there are other people that are using the magnetic signature of the materials who can also use that to tell us um, when they were approximately when those materials were deposited. Wow. And do you do all this, uh, the scientific work on board the ship? You have the ability to do all that, that type of examination there? Yes. Yeah, so, um, so as I said, um, when I first joined the call is people are working 12 hour shifts. So there's 30 scientists on board. Everybody's working 12 hour shifts. Um, and so core is coming up and being described 24 hours a day. So uh, there's 12 hour shifts for core describers. Then we pass on to the next shift, uh, the next 12 hour shift. There's the biostratigraphers who are uh, doing their work in, in 12 hour shifts. And then other people that are uh, examining the physical properties, other groups that are looking at the geochemistry of the materials. So it is um, an amazing um, research endeavor with a lot of scientists working 24 hours a day with no days off for the two months that we're on board. So it's not exactly a Mediterranean cruise that you're on. No, it, <laughs> I would definitely not say that it is a cruise. But so our goal, though, is really to so on on ship, our basic goal is really to kind of work out the the, um, the layers. It's sort of like maybe you have this um, uh, visual already, but it's as if you take a straw into a layer cake, right? You push the straw down and then you bring the straw back out and you have um, all of the different layers in that straw that are representative of what was in the seafloor. And so if every change in the layer represents some uh, different event that occurred in the past. So in some sense, it's like reading a book, right? You're just looking at the different pages in the book as you get deeper and deeper, or in your, in your straw, you get deeper and deeper into the, the cake, as it were. And of course, in some of those layers, aren't volcanic, right? They would be just um, sediments and things that settled on top of the volcan volcano uh, remnants. And so you have to sift through all that, huh? Yeah. And, and so, and those, you know, what those things tell us, there are, you know, the material has different shapes. They have different textures. Um, they carry different crystals inside of them. And all of that can help us understand um, what happened during the eruption, what kind of processes there were that deposited the material. Um, if we get enough of an aerial extent, we can say something about and the thickness of the deposit. We can say how big the eruption was, um, what caused it. Um, but one thing I will make clear is we do not do anything at all with trying to predict eruptions. So mostly what we're trying to do is understand the behavior of past eruptions because um, volcanoes, you know, are creatures of habit. They don't just automatically, um, you know, uh, blow up or erupt in a random way. If you um, understand how they've erupted in the past, then that can help you understand how they may erupt in the future. And so that's part of our goal is to characterize what's happened in the past um, to have a better idea of the hazards that um, might um, that might occur in the future. No, oh. I think when we think of the Mediterranean, we think of volcanoes. We think of Mount Vesuvius and Pompeii. And is this part of that same? Uh, series of volcanoes uh, that that you're looking at here, or um, 
No, this is part of a, um, of a different um, volcanic arc system. Um, but the volcanoes here do um, erupt similar, similarly. In fact, the, there are quite some similarities to the eruption that happened here 3,600 years ago and what happened in Vesuvius in 79 AD. Um, there, are, um, there, were, there was a civilization here and, and people living on Santorini. In fact, there's a village that got just completely buried by pumice. Um, and it's not uh, as expansive as what's at, um, at Pompeii, um, but there are remnants of, um, of the culture that was on that island at the time and the people, um, what, what their houses looked like, what some of their um, um, uh, pottery and, and things like that looked like and the kinds of foods that they ate. So there is, you know, this, this um, the eruption deposited all this material that just basically entombed uh, the town. How do you decide um, to which, because uh, obviously there are other um, phenomenon like this around the world, and how do you, how do you center in, zero in on a, a project like this? Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a great question. So um, because I'm, I'm, I live in Washington, um, and I'm at Western Washington University, I've been focusing on the Cascade volcanoes, right? Um, I'm interested, you know, my specific research area is um, to look at uh, the minerals that are encased within lava flows and, um, and explosively erupted material, because those, um, those minerals um, carry a history of what's happened to them before they were brought to the surface. So we can understand what's going on in the subsurface. So, okay, I do that in the Cascades. Well, there are um, uh, research efforts all around the globe to understand very volcanically active areas. And so there was a group of scientists um, who have been studying this, this area um, throughout their careers and just amassed um, a, a group of scientists that felt like they could work together to try to understand the volcanic history and, um, and the causes of the eruptions and the extent of the eruptions. And because this area is so volcanically active, but maybe uh, not so well understood, it seemed like this was a great target for the Joyce resolution. Um, it's just um, sort of a high, high risk area, um, very volcanically active, and, um, and not enough is known about it. Well, it just sounds really interesting and really exciting. And where will I take that there will be a study that will be published out of this? Where could, well, where yes. would we be able yeah. to read about that? Yeah, actually, one thing I'll go back to, um, to what I was just saying before, one, one thing that's, um, attractive for this site that I think brought the Joides resolution and all these scientists is because these are islands, right? We are in the Greek islands. And so the volcanic deposits that we can see on land are just kind of a small um, bit of the elephant, right? That analogy of people feeling just different parts of the elephant. Well, if you're only able to look at the volcanic deposits on the islands, that just gives you a very small view. It doesn't give you a broad enough view of, um, of what um, types of processes were 
happening. And so being able to sample the seafloor, you just get a much richer view, and especially that you can, um, that we can sample over such a long time period. Yeah. So then back to your question about publishing, there will be research reports that come out. By the time we leave the ship, there will be materials published. So we're actively, as we're um, doing our work, we're also writing reports. And so those will be published um, right away. But then all the scientists will go home with samples and we'll be carrying on our own individual research. I'll have students at Western um, who will work with me um, looking at some of these crystals, like I was describing before, to understand the processes that happen below the surface. Um, and then all the scientists will be publishing their results over the next year or year and a half. So there'll be lots of publications that come out of this. And I think, um, um, I, yeah, maybe I'll just leave it there. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, it's really interesting, and I really appreciate you taking time to speak with us. Uh, once again, uh, uh, Dr. Susan DeBerry, she is a Western Washington University geology professor, and she's uh, speaking to us from the Joides Resolution, a ship, a research ship there in the Eastern Mediterranean. Really, really interesting stuff, and um, I really appreciate you t- staying up late and being with us here today. Uh, well, thank you. It was great talking to you. I appreciate, appreciate your interest. It's pretty uh, an exciting place to be here. So nice to share it with you. Thank you.